It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody. Happy Monday to you. This is Locked On Cougars, your one stop for all things BYU coverage on the Locked On Podcast Network, where of course it's your team every day. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast, where we bring you all the information you need to know for BYU, whether that's news, analysis, opinion, and insider knowledge. So that way, when you're talking with your BYU friends who are fans, etc., you have all the information at your disposal because you've listened to this podcast. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome on in. My name is Jay Catch. Like I just mentioned, I work for the Zona Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the BYU reporter for the radio station. Also produce DJ and PK in the morning. Uh, absolute blast to be covering the Cougars, and I love doing this podcast, so thanks for taking the time to check it out. Today, we're going to be recapping what I learned after re-watching the film from the BYU game. Uh, big win for the Cougars, 49-23 over Hawaii late Saturday night night we'll recap that second segment we'll talk about what we can do to avoid the bi-week blues in terms of BYU not playing in football this weekend and in the final segment we'll catch you up on everything else going on in Provo in terms of the other teams in the BYU athletic department and how they performed this weekend some big time performances particularly in women's volleyball and the cross country teams as well so that's all coming up right now on Locked on Cougars Thanks for taking the time to check it out. Uh, If you haven't subscribed, rated, and reviewed the show, please do so. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Seth Barrett and his team are based here in Utah. Uh, They'll take care of you. Any pest control needs you have, we'll tell you more about them in a minute. Also, today's show brought to you by Sling TV and Vivid Seats, and we'll tell you about those two companies here in a moment as well. All right, after re-watching the film against Hawaii, uh, I think my overall impressions were that Zach Wilson had a great debut. And I talked about this on the special edition I did late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, uh, saying that Zach, it was a historic performance because he had the best debut in terms of touchdown output as a true freshman or a freshman starter for BYU. And four touchdowns will do that for you. Three passing, two rushing. I think that he has, um, for one game at least, has shown why the coaching staff was so high on him in fall camp. They felt felt like the experience factor put Tanner Mangum over the top, and Tanner Mangum rewarded BYU with a 3-3 three and three record. He played the good teammate on the sideline Saturday night, as I think most people expected he would. But Zach Wilson was was very good. Um, I thought the BYU offense performed well, a big bounce-back performance, a season-best 280 rushing yards. Um, that's without Squally Canada. So Matt Hadley, uh, Lopini Katoa, and Riley Burt took center stage at running back, and all three of them were rewarded with a rushing touchdown apiece, all over 50 yards on the game. So... 
I think uh, BYU, the offense, the performance was great, but it can be qualified with the fact that Hawaii's defense was not that good. Rewatching the film, it just kind of reiterated to me, BYU's offensive line has played against some very, very stout defensive fronts. They've played four power five opponents at this point, and you can tell. They went out and absolutely dominated Hawaii at the point of attack. Gave plenty of time for Zach Wilson to to maneuver in the pocket. His ability to scramble also is very good. Um, He did have that one uh, play where he ran out of bounds, which gets counted as a a sack that the offensive line, of course, won't be pleased about. But this offensive line with four freshmen, sorry, three freshmen, and as well as a sophomore and a senior on this offensive line, it's set up for success in the future. And games like this against Hawaii show you why BYU fans should be so excited for what this offensive line could produce for the Cougars and with a guy like Zach Wilson really running things BYU set up to have some success in coming years if everything stays as is and that's you have to count injuries into that effect but I thought Zach Wilson looked very good Uh, my bigger takeaway though from the film was BYU's defense I thought they performed well on Saturday night on first reflection. I talked a little bit about that in my uh, special edition after the game. But after rewatching the film, hats off to the BYU defense. Man, was that an impressive performance. Because let's be real, Hawaii, not known for their defense. They're known for their offense. They had come in averaging 42 points a game. Cole McDonald was had 2100 oh sorry not 2400 yards or something to that effect passing on the year. They were throwing the ball all over the yard. People hadn't been able to slow them down and what does BYU's defense proceed to do? Only limit them to 3 points in the first half. Cole McDonald with one of his worst performances of the season overall on the night. Man, the BYU defense uh Hats off to Elisa Tuiaki with a big-time bounce-back performance after two weeks where the defense got absolutely crushed, smothered, and for good reason because they did not look good against Washington and Utah State. They looked ill-prepared, most memorably only calling one blitz in the entire game against Utah State. This game against Hawaii, there were stunts on the defensive line with four-man fronts that got to the quarterback. They called blitzes at the right time. There's an art to calling a blitz as a defensive coordinator, as most will tell you if you talk to them. And they BYU went at it, and I was very impressed with what I saw on the film. The scheme BYU set up was absolutely genius. I know for a fact, and I can report this, that Kalani Sitake took a more concerted role with the defense last week during practices in terms of game planning. He was going over to individual groups during practice and uh, catching up with coaches and players, giving his insight, because he's been a defensive coordinator for a long time at a very high level in the Pac-12 and very highly regarded. And so he got more involved. And I don't think it's a coincidence that BYU had a better performance when he got more involved with this defense. I'm not saying that he called the defense. I had a couple people reach out and ask about that. I don't know that, but I do know that he was involved more heavily in terms of working with players, coaches, etc. And I don't think it's a. I don't think that that's a coincidence that BYU goes out and plays the way they did against Hawaii. I was very impressed with Corbin Kafusi. I'm not going to lie. I don't like seeing him in two-point stances. 
Uh, most of the time, Saturday night was the exception with a quarterback like Cole McDonald that can run it. Uh, similar scheme to, set, to in terms of the setup to what BYU did against Arizona with Khalil Tate using the six foot nine frame to get in passing lanes uh, with Kafusi, and he rewarded BYU with the scheme change. Seven solo tackles, most on the team, eight total on the night, two sacks to lead the Cougars. He's now got six on the year, looking like he's on his way to a double-digit sack season. It was a good performance for Corbin Kafusi. I talked about after the Wisconsin game, if you guys want to go back and listen to it, you can. I mentioned the fact that I believe that that Wisconsin film was going to be the front and center highlighted film that uh, Corbin sends to NFL scouts when it comes to the NFL a year from now. Uh, Not even a year from now, maybe like six, seven months from now. And I think that this game from Hawaii also is going to showcase his ability Uh, It's not going to necessarily showcase his ability to play in space because I still think that's just a dumb idea to use a six foot nine pass rusher as a in in terms of being a coverage guy in as linebacker. But when he plays this spy position and BYU lined lined him up essentially as a middle linebacker, and he's able to decide if he needs to sit in the passing lanes or go after the quarterback, it was a master stroke. So hats off to using Corbin Kafusi effectively. I thought his cousin, Isaiah Kafusi had another breakout performance. He finished second on the team with seven total tackles on the night, notched a sack, as well as a forced fumble that Diane Gonwoluku picked up on. the. And I, I think that, man, Isaiah Kafusi was absolutely phenomenal. And the good news is, is for BYU, and we've talked about this on the podcast, BYU is facing a glut of senior linebackers that are set to graduate, and they needed some guys behind them to step up. Isaiah Kafusi is front and center in that role. And the good news is, is with Zane Anderson being injured and lost for the year, you don't want to lose a guy if you can if you can afford it, especially a starter who's been productive like Zane Anderson. But if you get Zane Anderson back next year to play the flash linebacker spot, and Isaiah Kafusi, whether you put him at middle linebacker or that bow linebacker, which is kind of the weak side, you have two established guys next year that could really help out, and that makes the transition to finding another guy at the middle linebacker spot or that bow, whichever spot you decide to put Kafusi in, opposite of him. BYU is set up for success in the future, and Isaiah Kafusi is definitely coming along, and it was fun to see him out there. A guy that I reported on Twitter at Locked on Cougars I expected to miss the game was Isaiah Heron. It was good to see him back out on the field. Like I said, I didn't expect him to play, but he finishes the night with three tackles. I believe that Heron is a future starter for BYU. I felt like he was on track to do that this season. It may be next year before he finally gets that shot. But I thought that he played well. A couple other things. Uh, Kyrus Tonga getting his first sack. Man, he absolutely planted Cole McDonald into the turf. Uh, it was a four-man stunt. They didn't need a blitz. And Kyrus gets to the quarterback and makes no doubt. So back to my original point about the defense. Is I came away watching the film more impressed with the BYU defense than I did the offense. And I thought the offense performed remarkably well. So... Hats off to Elisa Tuiaki, Kalani Satake, uh, who are, all the coaches on the defensive side of the ball. Preston Hadley, uh, Gennaro Guilford, Ed Lamb also need to get, needs, needs to get some credit for his linebackers, the way they played. Scheme was called good. Blitzes were called at the right time. Uh, BYU mixed up looks. 
it was a good bounce back performance for the defense, and I was very impressed. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back, talk a little bit about avoiding the bye week blues next. Uh, coming up later this week, we're going to have some interviews with uh, former players, also some of my fellow media members, hoping to catch up with them, get some of their thoughts on what's going on with BYU. Kind of the midway midway point, even though we're a game past that, seven games in, we'll get their thoughts. That's going to be coming up later in the week. But like I said, next we'll talk a little bit about avoiding the bye week blues. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you guys about about today's sponsor of the show and of course that is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control here in Utah. They have a singular focus on all things pests everybody whether that's mice, katydids, grasshoppers, ants, spiders, termites, whatever you got, they're here to take care of you. They service Utah County, Salt Lake County, they'll go up into Wasatch and Davis counties if you need them. Just give them a call. Let them know where you're at, what you need, and they'll make sure you're taken care of. This time of year, spiders and mice are a big issue because they're trying to move inside homes. That's why All Guard Pest Control will come out and take care of you. And the best part is, is if you want to see them once, they come out once. You want to see them on a regular rotation, they'll come out quarterly. Whatever you need, Seth and his team are here to help you out. You can go and look at their reviews. They have five-star reviews on all of the major review websites on the internet, Google, etc., So absolutely phenomenal pest control service that I recommend you guys check out if you need their help. Give them a call. Seth and his team are here to serve you. 801-851-1812. They use the safest products. You don't have to worry about it around your kids or pets. They will make sure you are taken care of. Once again, All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. All right, more coming up next. The Bi-Week Blues, how to avoid them. This is Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back. This is Locked on Cougars, your one stop for all things BYU each and every day. Available on pretty much every podcatcher you can think of. So check us out. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Anywhere you need to find us, we're there. You also can tell your smart speakers, hey, Google, Alexa, whatever you got, play podcast Locked On Cougars. They should be able to take care of you that way as well, making it really easy for you to get your daily dose of all things BYU athletics. I'm Jay Catch. Of course, this week, BYU goes on their buy. I think it's a well-timed buy because BYU has played seven straight weeks and four power five opponents, a highly regarded Utah state team. McNeese showed some things and even Hawaii last week. That's just a t- 
players get worn down. I think every one of them to a man, if you were to ask them this week, are you injured? They say, no, I'm not injured, but I'm hurt. They're beat up. They've got bumps, bruises, uh, maybe some dings and dents that need some time to heal up. And that's the nice part about bye weeks. And BYU, it comes at a good time. Now they get ready for the stretch run of the season. Uh, The debate now, though, is with BYU on this bye, BYU fans, what are you going to do with your time? Well, the good news is, is basketball is here to save you. Uh, and that means the NBA, which starts tomorrow night, the NBA season, the Utah Jazz here locally. I work for the Zone Sports Network, which is, of course, the Jazz flagship, uh, starts Wednesday night in Sacramento. And BYU basketball on the college fronts also back in action this week. Uh, the Cougar tip-off is this Thursday. You can go out and enjoy the team. And I'm actually very excited for this BYU basketball team because there's a chance that they they can meld so so a couple years ago, a lot of people got mad at the BYU basketball team. Well, mad not at, but about the BYU basketball team. They had this run-and-gun style. They liked to get up shots. They didn't really care to defend. And they got themselves in games where they were getting outscored by in the hundreds. Uh, UVU came into Provo and walked away with a record win, shooting the three and it was a lot of fans wanted to see a defensive oriented team or more defensive oriented team and they saw, kind of saw that last year with kind of this ball reversal offense that uh, used control of the ball uh, to use a football term and they played better defense under Heath Troyer's direction with Dave Rose so I think this year I think Dave Rose learned some things from Heath Troyer who is now uh, ironically enough McNeese State's new head coach I think he learned some things that he can implement while also not getting away from that up and down run and gun style that he favors on offense. Uh, So you can go out and watch the men's basketball team this week. So like I said, avoiding the bye week blues, you've got basketball to to save you a little bit here. Uh, If you're not a basketball fan, you have the women's volleyball team at BYU ranked number one in the country. They're absolutely phenomenal. They, they've lost one set seemingly in just over a month, and that was at San Diego last week. They just keep sweeping their opponents in West Coast Conference play. The women's soccer team continues to play well, so there's plenty of teams in Provo to watch. But if you want to get a jump on what BYU is facing in upcoming weeks, you can always watch the teams BYU is going to be taking on. First game after the bye is, of course, Northern Illinois. If you want to review a game that involves a local team, you can go back and watch Northern Illinois' game against the University of Utah. Uh, Utah barely escaped that game. I know the Utes are playing a lot better the last two weeks in Pac-12 play, but that offense for Utah was absolutely atrocious in that game against Northern Illinois. And if it wasn't for Chase Hansen, who knows where Utah would have been in that game. So you can go watch that. You also can catch Northern Illinois as they continue with Mac play before they step out of that to play BYU a week from Saturday. I also can get a jump, watch Boise State in action. You can catch the Utes this Saturday. Got an absolutely gargantuan showdown with the USC Trojans in Salt Lake. So the bye week comes at a good time for the players and coaches. They'll spend it well. They'll have some practices, but they'll also have some downtime where they don't practice. They'll get away for the weekend, I'm sure. Uh, coaches will be out recruiting, etc. But 
as a fan, there is plenty to do. And that's the nice part about this bye week is it came right as basketball is tipping off. Whether you're an NBA fan, I'm an NBA guy. I love the Jazz. I've been a Utah Jazz fan my entire life. So I'm actually very excited that I can watch the Jazz Wednesday night and then Friday night against the defending champion Golden State Warriors here at uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City. There's the, the basketball season is starting off. In, at the right time, I guess, if you're a BYU fan. I'm a proponent of basketball being moved back to the start of their seasons into like December, January territory. I've been a longtime proponent of that. But with this lull in the schedule and me wondering, okay, what am I going to do this week in terms of my sports viewing habits? Well, basketball is here to help me. So that's just some thoughts for you guys. You may check it out. I'm not going to prescribe what you guys should do this week, but avoiding the bye week blues, there's a lot to do. You've got teams on campus at BYU who are playing extremely well, especially on the women's side of things. You do have the NBA. Men's basketball for BYU is coming. I know it's an exhibition that's an intra-squad scrimmage, but the Cougar tip-off, they always do a good job with uh, fan interaction, etc. So there's a lot to do this week. Don't fret. We'll be back every day, of course, with new thoughts and topics on this podcast, interviews as well. Like I said, some former players hoping to catch up with also some media members potentially as well so don't fret the bye week is here but you will have plenty to fill your time i can assure you of that because i'm gonna have plenty to fill my time all right we'll step aside now but just a reminder real quick is your company looking for a new way to reach customers your company could be mentioned right now podcast listeners are 60 percent more likely to interact with sponsors that they hear on their podcast our demographic is 98 percent male and more education and earning potential than traditional media audiences have your company sponsor this podcast by emailing me at lockedonbyu at gmail.com Great time to get aboard. We're a brand new arm of the Locked On Podcast Network here. The college segment is brand new, like I just mentioned, and you can check it out. Great fixed rates to get on this kind of this launch era of the college arm of the Locked On Podcast Network. So give me an Give me a ring, so to say, by emailing me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Also, before we go, need to talk to you guys about Sling TV. A lot of people out there wondering what they should do for their TV options. Over-the-top services or cord-cutting services are all the rage. I am a cord cutter. I won't lie. It's something that I enjoy doing, and Sling TV might be the right option for you. I want you guys to check it out. Sling TV has all the channels that you want to watch your team on, and you don't have to pay for all that extra garbage, the extra channels that you don't want to listen, you don't not listen to, want to watch when getting those other sports channels. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month will get you the ESPN networks, Pac-12, SEC, and more. You can stream them on on your big screen TV, all your favorite devices, phone, tablet, etc. They only give you the TV you love, only better. No useless channels. Sling has no long-term contracts. There's no hidden fees. It's all up front, and you can cancel it at any time. Still on the fence about this? You can go check it out with a free trial period by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's for all of our locked on listeners. S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. 
check it out, guys. It's the best place to watch your team and not have to pay for all the extra channels you don't want. That's Sling TV. Go to sling.com slash locked on. All right, catching up on everything else going on in Provo with quick hits next. This is Locked On Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are locked on Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU. Thank you for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. All right, as we close things out on this Monday edition of the show, we're going to go through quick hits, catch up on everything that's happening in Provo with the other teams in the BYU Athletics Department. We'll start off with the team that's in action early this week. We'll be keeping you updated all week on how they perform, and that will be the BYU men's tennis team. They're in Las Vegas, Nevada to compete in the ITA Mountain Regional Championships, which run today through through Friday, six players from the men's tennis team, including senior Jeffrey Shu, junior Sean Hill, and Sam Tolis, sorry, Sam Tolis, sophomore Ben Gajardo, and freshman Vincinius Fejao Noguera, and Mateo Varao Melendez. All-name team for the men's tennis team, everybody, will be competing this week. So best of luck to the men's tennis team there in Las Vegas this week. Over the weekend, women's volleyball continued doing what they do. The number one team ranked in the country. They went on the road and swept Santa. They went on the road and swept Santa Clara 25-19, 25-22, 25-13. Uh, kind of a balanced effort. Kennedy Eschenberg put down 10 kills, added six blocks for the Cougars. She hit 471 for the night. Uh, Lindy Haddock Epich, absolutely phenomenal player. She set, she led the team with 31 assists, and then Heather Knighting contributed eight kills. And Roni Jones Perry, who's probably the star of this team, nine kills and a team high in aces with four and digs with eight. So. Women's volleyball team rolls on 18-0, 8-0 in West Coast Conference play. We mentioned in the last segment, this is your chance this week to maybe go out and watch the women in action. They'll be in action Thursday night taking on Loyola Marymount, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. will be televised, of course, live on BYU TV if you can't make it out to the Smithfield House. But I would encourage you, if you're able to, go out and enjoy this team. They're absolutely phenomenal. Another two teams that are absolutely phenomenal, one ranked number two in the country, the other ranked ninth are the men's and women's cross country teams, respectively. They were in Madison, Wisconsin over the weekend for the pre national invitational Saturday. Uh, the number two ranked men's team scored 29 points for a first place finish ahead of 34 other schools, including uh, three other top 
10 ranked teams in Portland, Syracuse and number 10 Air Force. So hats off. Uh, Rory Linkletter, I believe, finished in first place solo. Men's cross-country team, I'm not sure what it's going to take to get them to be ranked number one, but they're getting really close to it. The women's team, ranked ninth in the country, finished fourth in the race with 175 points. They beat actually number one, Colorado, number 13, NC State, and number 18, Ole Miss, in the race. So hats off to both the men's and women's cross-country teams. Did nothing to, I think, have their rankings nationally go down at all. In my opinion, the men's team, based on this, this is the pre-national. This is where most of the best runners compete as they get ready for the national championships are at. So we'll see when the new rankings come out if the men's team is able to move up. But I believe they should be the top team in the country. Granted, I am a neophyte when it comes to cross country, and we'll see what happens when the rankings do come out. Uh, the women's soccer team had a bummer weekend, lost their first WCC match of the season, falling 2-1 at Pepperdine Saturday there in Malibu. Uh, BYU falls to 8-4-1 on the season, 3-1 in West Coast Conference play. Uh, they'll be back in action. They're on the road again this week at Pacific, Thursday night at 7, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Mountain time. You can watch that match on the W.TV. You'll also be able to hear it on BYU Radio. So hoping that the women's soccer team bounces back from the loss at Pepperdine and can notch a win in Stockton. All right, so there you go. You're up to date, and I need to do need to clarify one thing. Uh, I said that the Cougar tip-off for men's basketball is Thursday. I got my basketball teams mixed up. The women's basketball team has their blue and white scrimmage at the Marriott Center on Thursday. That'll be at 6.30 Mountain Time if you want to go out and enjoy that. While the men's team, they will be in action with the Cougar tip-off event Thursday. at uh, Not Thursday, Friday. I'm screwing this all up. I apologize. Cougar tip-off, men's basketball, Friday night, 7 o'clock at the Marriott Center. It will be broadcast uh, streaming on BYUtv.org. There will be um, audio on BYU Radio, which is, of course, found on Sirius XM 143. Or you can listen to them, I believe, on 107.9 now, is along terrestrial radio along the Wasatch Front. So check that out. The BYU Sports Network will have it all covered for you. Should be a fun night. So that is Friday night better night for it in my opinion because it's not having kids having to go to school they can come out and enjoy it all right that's the show for today like i mentioned we'll have some interviews coming up throughout the week this week with the byu football team on a bye uh we'll get some former players hoping to catch up with some guys maybe like Derek stevenson he i know he's a lightning rod He is a good friend of mine and he's always good for off-the-wall comments at best. Let's put it that way. We might have him on. Also get some of my fellow media members to catch up with me, Sean Walker. I'm hoping to have a couple of guys who probably need something to do, so I'm going to give them a call, see what they're doing, and we'll chat. All right, so that's going to be coming up this week. Thanks again for downloading the show. It's a blast to bring it to you. Find us on Twitter, myself, at Jacob C. Hatch. The show is at Locked On Cougars. Go follow the show's feed on Facebook, at Locked On Cougars there. If you want to drop us an email, you always can do that by emailing me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, advertising, inquiries, anything you got, send it over to me. Happy to interact with you there. All right, as we wrap things up, I do need to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is Vivid Seats, a proud sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace that's dedicated to providing you 
entertainment and sports options with tickets that will last you a lifetime. They allow you to see your favorite teams, artists, and even the best theater performances in person. You can get out to those events with great prices and an easy purchasing experience. They want to help out Locked On podcast listeners by receiving $20 off your order of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. So what you need to do is go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, browse through it, find what you want to go to, and then enter the promo code Locked On to receive $20 off your order of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up by their 100% guarantee. So check it out, guys. That's Vivid Seats using the promo code Locked On. Thanks again for joining the show. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with your family and friends. Love bringing the show to you, and hope you guys are all having a great Monday. We'll catch you on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Cougars. You've been listening to Locked On Cougars podcast for October 15th, 2018. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.